Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renamek. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. For all the mothers out there, uh, the commercially uh, acceptable holiday for Mother's Day in the United States was Sunday. And I'd like to wish all mothers a very, very happy Mother's Day. But I don't want to restrict it to some day. Mothers are so damn important in this world. Actually, if we we use some more of those mothering skills in our in our country, things would be much better. So, mothers, I'm going to say Happy Mother's Existence, not no Happy Mother's Day. You guys are too darn good for me to be just saying Happy Mother's Day. But anyhow, for the Mother's Day, the commercial Mother's Day. I want to give my good friend, my brother from Panama, a big thank you. He called me up and he said, Egberto, earlier in the week, I, I want you to come over for Mother's Day. I'd like to have Mother's Day for you, your wife, and a couple other mothers. Why don't you just uh, come over here? And I said, sure, what do you want me to bring? He says, don't worry about bringing anything out. Take care of everything. And Roberto Lewis had a spread for us, and he treated the mothers like no other uh, I have good people supporting this program. Then again, we grew up together, but still, he, he made it a great spread for the mothers uh, in honor of the mothers. So thank you so kindly, Roberto Lewis, supporter of Politics Done Right, for giving me that few hours time off to spend some very good quality time. Anyhow, we have people in the house. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Julie Van Astel, welcome aboard. AVQ, also known as... El Senor Michael Rodnan, welcome aboard, as well as Margaret Miser Quick, welcome aboard. May Wood, estás regresando, mi hermana Deborah John from LA, welcome on to the show. Michael Rodnan starts out the show as usual with his little, uh, little, little commentary on his important research. GOP voting restrictions push grows, 361 bills in 47 states. At least 70 in Texas and Arizona. I won't be surprised if an originalist Republican proposes that only white adult land-owning males be allowed a vote. Mr. Rudnan, as a white adult, do you own any land? Because you're telling me that they may take your vote away. I thought you lived in New York, maybe in the New York concrete mountain. I don't know. Michael Rudnan also says electric cars will be cheaper to produce than fossil fuel Vehicles in 2027, if we wait for market solutions alone, global warming will have already accelerated out of human control. What's required? Taking away the fossil fuel subsidies, all of them, and heavily invested in renewable energies. Look, I want to say something about that because everybody likes to talk about let the market dictates, right? And it assumes that there's some intelligence in the market and somehow the market will make a way. The market is the dumbest animal on the planet. I need people to understand that. The market is driven by non-scientific people who, when they decide that they want to make money, they'll say, do we need to get the science input to make money? But if they're not long-sighted enough to understand that they could be hurt financially, they don't give it flying you-know-what. Please, folks, do not ever believe that the magical imaginary market, that fictional market, somehow has some intelligence 
that we should depend on instead of our own intelligence, the intelligence of the people. Because the market is dumb. The market just says, if I move this piece, maybe I'll make a dollar, I'll gamble. The stock market, first of all, is not the market, but a part of the market. The stock market is a gambling casino. And the, free, the, the, not the, the free, what they call the free market, the capitalist market, is nothing more than a fraud. A fraud to make money. I have a hard time convincing people that it is. Uh, and let me give the biggest fraud. The biggest fraud is fossil fuels, of course. You pay $2.50, let's say, for a gallon of gas. What you don't pay for is the illnesses that other people pay when they produce your gas, when they produce all those things that gives you the ability to purchase that gas that you don't fully pay for because the externalities, externalities mean the sicknesses caused, the pollution caused, and all these things that are caused that are either immediately affected or caused down forward. So when they say let the free market dictates and the free market, remember a few a few days ago or a few months ago, gas was a dollar a gallon. There were times that we couldn't pay people to take the oil. There was such a glut. But it was still causing the same damages, but it, the prices fell. The market said because there's an oversupply of oil, the market fell. But that oversupply of oil also meant destruction that you weren't paying for even less when you paid that amount of money. So folks, the market is a dumb animal and they have to keep telling you things like let the market dictate as if it had a mind of its own that's benevolent that's false the market is a composite of 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 items necessary to make a few very very wealthy nothing more regulated markets are better very regulated markets are necessary and we've talked about that, and I've talked a whole lot about that in my new book, um, How to Make America Utopia. But folks, I need you to understand that because we have been sold a billion bags of goods, and we can see the results of that ultimately. Michael Rodman also says, uh, $800 billion infrastructure package acceptable, rebuttal past $5 trillion. Do so without a single Republican vote. As McConnell has already said, he's all in obstructing Biden, the same as he was against Obama in 2010. Put the people to work in good-paying jobs, rebuilding our nation's crumbling infrastructure, and give our nation the necessary upgrade it needs to reach 100% renewables by 2030. Make us the envy of the world and watch the people cheer. Repeat the every other issue with supermajority Poland support. That's how you win. And that's a fact. But let me tell you better because uh, there's something inside of Michael Rodney and stuff there that we need to talk about. Very important. They would be happy to give uh, Biden a trillion dollars to do what he needs to do because we, our, the decline in our economy is much more than a trillion dollars. Remember, this is a trillion dollars over eight years. Peanuts for the, multi, for the plutocrats. Peanuts. You know, when we talk about a $5 billion project or $4 billion, $4 trillion of spending, it is so bad. We are going to go bankrupt. We're talking about over 8 to 10 years. So it isn't what you think it is. And I wish people would get more involved. Uh, uh, we would tell people even more that we would somehow understand that this several trillion dollars is not Oh, in one year, we're going to throw that money out. No, this is cumulative. When we gave $1.2 trillion back to the thieves, the plutocrats, 
it was at a much faster pace and its multiplicative effect for the plutocrats, plutocrats was much higher. Because when they got their tax breaks back, they, they paid less money, which they bought back stocks, which increased the value of the stock. And guess what that did? Create a whole lot of money for a very select few. I explained a lot of that in the book. I sure hope people don't buy the crap that is being sold. And it's not only being sold by uh, Republicans. In fact, a lot of the very right-wing Republicans are starting to get on board with the very left-wing Democrats because they're realizing that economically speaking, financially speaking, they've been had. We've been sold a bag of goods. And the thing about it is if, if they're telling you something is working and you constantly see income disparity, wealth inequality, if you constantly see people only do better when several families live in one home, if you only see people doing better when they work their butts so hard that they cannot take care of their kids, such that their kids now, they talk about the crime wave, the crime wave. These teenagers are left unsupervised and they're doing all these things, yet we have a country that doesn't want to pay for taking, giving these kids projects to do while their parents are working. But they want them back to work now. And when they're back to work and their kids are left idle, which gives the opportunity to idle hands, do bad things, then they complain, oh, crime rate is up. Folks, let's stop being played. But to stop being played, you have to stop being gullible. You have to stop believing everything you see on TV. You have to stop believing everything these neoliberals and Republicans are telling you. You have to start believing what you're seeing. Believe it. Believe what's happening. Not what they're telling you. You have eyes, you have ears, and you have families. And when you can believe those things, then it becomes immediately evident that you can be you will be in control. I hope, folks, and, and, and thank you very much, Michael Rudnan, for bringing that up because I think that is so important for people to, to understand because you brought up a little snippet and I kind of expanded on it. I needed to expand on that because a lot of people just don't get that and we need to make sure that they do. So thank you so kindly for bringing that up. Okay, Michael, another one. A whopping 80% who refuses COVID vaccine say nothing can change your minds uh, reminds me of an old joke. What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? Don't know, don't care. For all those people who don't want to take the vaccine, let me tell you what I did. I went to a rally, did my first outdoor rally because, like, you know, I'm, I'm double vaccinated and a lot of the people I knew was going to the rally were vaccinated and the rally required that you have masks on. So I had my mask on. And I uh, went to the rally, and while at the rally, I tell you what I did. And it's something that I hope others would start. Oh, I forgot to queue, 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 send out our queue for the program having been started. Oh, my God, I forgot, but I hope it's out there already. Maybe it's out there already. Anyhow, folks, what I did is I went ahead and what I call I did my civic duty. And my civic duty was to tell people that I saw you know, people that I, you know, hey, by the way, have you had the vaccine? You know, just people walking around, some with masks, most of them with masks, a very few without masks. Have you had your vaccine yet? And some of them said no. And then there were some of them that told me, oh, Egberto, I don't want to take the vaccine because. 
And this particular person was actually a good friend of mine. And I think, I hope, I pray that she listened to what I had to say. I looked at her and said, look, girl, you got to go take that vaccine. I know you have these issues. Uh, but, you know, I had both of them. And you've always told me you trusted me. So uh, even I, I ask you kindly, do a little bit of what else reading you want to do. But please, we need you here. We need you to go take the vaccine. And she gave me the indication that she was going to take the vaccine. And there were several others, some people I didn't even know, that said, I'm thinking about doing it. And I kind of urged them on to do it. We can't fall into domain of stupid. There are a lot of good people out there that are given information that looks so good to those who don't want to take the vaccine. Let's do our part and make sure that we encourage those people to take their vaccine. A third of vaccine skeptics uh, would accept the COVID-19 shot if they were offered a $100 reward. Take this free vaccine and you won't get badly sick or die from COVID. Not enough reason, eh? One-third of Americans who uh, have not yet had the vaccine with COVID-19 said they are more likely to be, get the injection for... Why did you write that twice? The selfish avoidance of discomfort motive, I can understand, especially as summer comes around. Will the people ever put community welfare first? Approximately 63% polls say they are more likely to be vaccinated if they no longer need to wear a mask. And it's, the reality is, I went over to Roberto's house yesterday without a mask. I had the mask in the car. And, um, you know, I had spoken to Roberto earlier. And he said, no, Roberto, all of us are vaccinated. So we're cool. All's good. All's good. And so, again, let's, let's do our job, people. Let's do our job. All right, did I, did I finish up on Rudnan there? Okay, last one. The U.S. defense budget is too damn high. Our military will be $753 billion. We could cut this in half and still outspend China and Russia. It's amazing, isn't it? In the, my first book, as I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I have a chart in here that I showed where if you compare, uh, if you compare what we spend on defense compared to the rest, a chart that I built in here, I'd love to find that chart. It shows us that we, compared to the rest of the world, we have, if you, I think it was the next seven nations, and this was 10 years ago, the next seven nations that have militaries. You add them all up, and we still put more. Here, here it is. Uh, United States, including war and nuclear, we are ahead of all the other countries. And I don't mean one country. I mean the next eight countries. In, uh, in as opposed to how much we spend on the defense. Ridiculous. Okay, Julie Van Astel, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, Maywood, I think. Uh, let's see. Han Kenneth, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, Daddy's 1776. Man, you keep changing your name. You're good. Michael Rudnan and Michael Sisak. What has been better for the environment? Free market countries or socialist communist countries? Hint, free market. Actually, that's a false statement. That is a completely false statement. And let me explain how false it is. The United States of America, even, uh, even as polluted as we are, even as polluted as we are, is not as polluted as the places where we exploit resources from. 
We go to Jamaica and exploit bauxite and leave it in, on, on environmentally unsound. We go to Panama and extract copper and other issues and leave it completely environmentally unsound. We go to several countries in Africa to extract diamond, to extract uh, all these different types of materials and leave them environmentally unsound. We go to Nigeria, extract a whole lot of oil and leave oil in pontoons, or not pontoons, in, 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 in marshes, flushing, destruction. So while in America, our, our environment, as unclean as it is, may not be as dirty as it is in Lagos, Nigeria, the, the, the pollution that, that we have in those areas, many a times, we are responsible for. Peru, Ecuador. Ecuador was suing us in court. I think it was Ecuador. Because of the pollution our American companies left over there. So again, my dear brother Michael Cisak, whenever you're going to make statements of that sort, please give it context. And if you want to go one step further, most of the carbon in the air right now that is making life hard for the entire world, the entire world that has flooded many nations because of the increase in temperature and rising sea levels, they were put there by the free market countries. So please, let's not ever get on our high horse and start telling people how bad things are. People always say now, well, if we, we start to reduce our carbon emissions right now, China is still going to be putting out more than we are. Yeah. Per capita, we are way ahead of everybody. And here's the funny thing. We built our wealth by throwing a whole lot of stuff up in the air. Suppose other countries say, well, we're not worried about that. We got to build our wealth also. We'll build our wealth by throwing more up in the air. If we want everybody to abide by something that's going to save us all, we have to make sure and be honest with what we have done and help others to mitigate them from doing what they will likely want to do to catch up to us. It's only fair. It's only fair. Fossil fuel air pollution causes nearly one in five deaths from, uh, from, uh, from Michael Rudnan. Bridge MCP says, have social programs is not socialism. Don't confuse them. You know, it, it is funny because uh, I, I watched a debate with Richard, Richard um, Wolf where he talked about the different forms of socialism, right? And, you know, people always want to make the, the, the most robust form of socialism what many of us uh, democratic socialists want, which is communism. But that's not the case. Nobody's asking for the government to take over all, all these darn free companies, your pizzeria, your, your restaurants, or anything like that. But for things that we need, for, for, for certain parts of infrastructure, it shouldn't be the private sector that's running that. Because that is like paying taxes to the private sector for something that we need for the socialization of the country. It makes no sense. All right, let's see. Thank you for that comment, Breeze. You're very right about that. Government big is... And by the way, the phones are open and the number is on the screen, folks. If anybody wants to call in and, and uh, expand on what they're saying, the number for the, the phone is on the screen. And if you're not listening on the screen, I just placed it in the feed. 
And if you need me to say it for the podcast, if so, for those that are listening just by ears, 346-248-7799, 346-248-7799. And the ID code to get in is 254-600-9091. Okay. Ecuador sues Chevron, wins in international court, gets disbarred in the U.S., and Chevron is yet to pay up. Exactly. Exactly. America goes and they mess up other countries' uh, environment, and they can keep themselves clean because to drill in America as polluted as America is with the drilling. If you go, if you doubt me, go to Central Texas, not Central Texas, go to the, to the, bay, the, the um, North Texas where they're drilling for gas and drilling in the, in the uh, I don't remember what plateau they call it. And you'll see what we're talking about. Those people have been suing. And this, we're not talking Democrats here. We're talking a lot of people that, Republicans that are saying, I can't take breathing this stuff anymore. We're getting all kind of illnesses, breathing nodes, etc. Okay? All right, let's see. Bruce, good week to, to all. What does that do to your economy, economic model? Uh, let's see. Let, let's back up a second. I look like I went ahead too far. Uh, how did I drop down like that? Oh, because I went ahead and changed that. Okay, let's, let's, let's go back here to Eric Hayes. Government big is what the power group wants in Washington. Actually, I want right-sized government, and right-sized government is big government. You know, people, a lot of people know, a lot of progressives are so scared to say it, but they're not scared to say big Exxon Corporation or big Chevron Corporation, right? I am not afraid to say I, there are more we the people than we the Exxon employees. There are more we the people than we the Chevron employees. I want the government who makes sure that we are all protected to be as large as it needs to be to ensure no corporation can have power over the individual. Definitely. All right, let's see. Mike Hicks, uh, let's see. Bridge, uh, can socialism naturally happen in a society? If not, why not? Actually, society it comes from the socialism comes from the word society. I, I sometimes I wonder about those of you who oppose it when you you know when you're going to make some statements, please do it appropriately, my dear brothers and sisters. But bring it out anyway, so that we can either affirm or refute. Thank you. Uh, let's see, Eric, the jobs. Let's see. Okay, Egberto, why is it that essential items are getting more expensive? And guess who uses these essential items? You know why they're getting more expensive? Because the 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 imper- because the corporations are thugs. That's why they get more expensive, because they have the ability to do it. They talk about supply and demand. Demand isn't yet at the level where that must be done. And we have enough people going back to work right now that we shouldn't have shortages. They're doing it because they can. And they will stop when people stop buying. So people out there, people with power, when you see the egg prices go up, don't buy eggs. When you see the meat prices go up, don't buy meat. When you see certain prices go up, switch. What I want, what I want us to do in the long run is to form consortiums that say, this week, we're going to knock eggs. This week, every, every time we find a price increase on something that is undue, notice that I said undue, there are reasons to have price increases. There are. But sometimes, or most times, Remember that price increase is simply to put more money into the shareholders' uh, pocket and the executives' bonuses. Remember that. These prices don't magically go up. They sit down in a boardroom 
and they say, we want to make X more money, and to hell that we just went through a pandemic that people are hurting. Capitalism knows nothing about having a heart. Capitalism knows nothing about morality. Capitalism doesn't know that. They just know that if we can gouge the prices, we will. And when Eric Hayes says, why are essential items going up? And he tries to blame those who are trying to do the good things. That is how effective, terrible, uh, effective the marketing of the right, the marketing of evil is. You have to remember that. That is how effective the marketing of evil is. That you blame not the person who is committing the crime of inflating prices that doesn't need to be inflated, but that you are blaming those who are trying to make it better for people. That is so, I want you guys to understand that comment from Eric Hayes is very important. He's ready to assign blame to those who are trying to make things better, while the criminals, the legal criminals, who are increasing prices because they can, get no blame. It is like the mythical market is causing the increase of the prices. It's not the mythical market. These are evil human beings to create a particular price. Nothing more, nothing less. Until we understand these dynamics... We will continue to be had by these people. We will continue to be screwed by these people. Lee Grant, hi all, Mary Wood. Let's see, Eric Hayes, uh, that's a comment to somebody else. Uh, let's see, continuing the discussion. Uh, Eric, let's see, I need to find, okay. Um, with the additional stuff trillions being proposed, the U.S. is outspend, outspending in all areas, so why reduce military? Because the, there's no purpose in the military. That's the reason why we don't need the size of the military that we have today. Jose R. Gamboa, welcome aboard. Saludos de Houston, Texas, hermano. ¿Cómo estás? Okay, let's see. Bruce, good week to all. What does that do to your economic model? Um, what does what do to the economic model? Please just kind of tell me because I sometimes I'm reading these out of scope, so I may not have realized what it was all about. Uh, let's see, Ecuador, Chevron wins, yeah, I saw that, read that already, Re let's see what else we've got here before I go ahead and do my first video, okay, Bridget, was for local politicians enacting closures, those businesses would still have been open, just like the big box stores remain open, okay, uh, let's talk about that, I, I understand that, and, and Mike Sisek, you're actually right, we asked a lot of businesses to close. And a lot of the bigger businesses like the Walmarts and the, uh, all these other companies, they remained open. And one of the reasons why is these larger companies have the wherewithal, they have the ability to protect, to invest in protecting quickly and delivering a lot of goods quickly. In a pandemic, we need that. That was great. Great for Walmart, great for Costco, great for Sam's, great for all these big box places. But to ask mom and pop little store to do all these things that will be necessary, which are likely to be just temporary, was too much. So what I said, I agree with shutting it all down. In fact, if we had shut it all down and everybody kept their butts at home and just do as they were told and uh, put the mask on and go to the big box stores or Amazon or whatever and shop during this pandemic, the pandemic would have been over in two months. 
In two or three months, the pandemic would have been over. How do we know that? Because we never had the Ebola pandemic because we shut down stuff where it needed to be shut down. And Ebola is a lot more contagious. But here's the deal. What I also said is as a country, since it was the country for the better good of the country, asking all these people to shut down, we should be responsible for making them whole. And many of the, the Trump administration made a, a small attempt at that by giving people a stipend, a small one. And the Biden administration came and gave the stipend plus material changes with the PPP that was easier to get and much other things to make things better. It didn't solve all the problems. We still have a lot of restaurants that are going to be out of business. What I am for is that all these restaurants that went out of business because of COVID, I am for our country, because we need them, giving each one of them a benefit to start back over. In other words, I'm not talking, they don't have to rebuild infrastructure and all of that. They just have to get a year's worth of mortgage paid they, on all those things, add those all up, Turn it into the government and let the government make it whole because we asked you to close. Is that going to cost another trillion dollars? Yes. Is it worth it? You bet your life because all those people working are going to be paying taxes and we can also, we can also do certain uh, modern monetary theory features to handle that. It's all possible, of course, we need to get a lot of those who benefited from the over the, the Amazons who made trillions, billions because of their the, because of the business they would not have otherwise gotten. We need to take back most of that, and that can be used also to even things out. Because remember, the businesses they got was all the businesses that others didn't get. So let, let's let's be fair here. Okay, continuing. Who forces stores to close? The business did uh, force stores to close, uh, some stores to close. Uh, the, 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 gov the government did. Uh, Lee Grant uh, says, is a progressive calling themselves patriots? That's funny. Yeah, progressives are patriots. Evet, uh, all right, afternoon, all just joining. Welcome aboard, Yvette Avery Herod. Welcome to, the, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. Mom and pop stores by me didn't close. Bars and those places lost out. Okay, why are essential items being raised in price? Price fixing it. Thank you very much. You answered it as well. Uh, right, don't live if you see price rise. No, you can live quite well. And like I said, we need to create different avenues. Uh, Lee Grant, and they, they hate and vilify a good percentage of the population. And we don't vilify anybody. Tom C., the jobs being proposed now are more stressful, more risky, harder jobs than were pre-COVID. When a job is more stressful or dangerous, that should come at a higher wage. I agree with you. All right, continuing my seaside bridge was to, no, that's not to me. Actually, trucking is 71% of moving items and there is a shortage, correct? Uh, there's a temporary shortage, but I mean, I, that, I don't know what you're trying to say there. Egberto, just, you just showed how little of the free market you understand. I understand so little about the free market that I did a full explanation of it in this book. As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I came to this country not understanding what uh, the system was. And I, and I also explained that in the book. And when I understood what it was, it was like, my God, how evil. I thought it was the best thing since apple pie. And by the way, I was a capitalist myself. Let me tell you something, folks. 
until you understand this stuff, you're, until you really understand it, and it's not difficult. You just have to get away from the indoctrination. And by the way, I do have a chapter on indoctrination in the book as well. And Brother Pilates, uh, Brother Pilates is, is doing the first pass of the book right now. It's not gonna, it's not, it is not supposed to have the best of wording because it's me, and you know I don't have the best of wording, but hey. But it's, it's, it, it's, it's getting there, not necessarily to the most literary person's perfection, but hey, what can I say? Um, Egberto, so did the small companies, but you and your dictatorial politicians decide otherwise? You keep showing how authoritarian you are. Remember last week we had a show on projection. Projection is when you have a particular ideology where all the negatives of that ideology is being projected onto somebody or some other ideology. That is what Mike Cisak just attempted there. They do it all the time, but we call it out and we make sure that it doesn't win the day. All right, uh, let's see. Let's, Egberto, is that why so many people flee Central America and South American countries that are socialist in nature? No, that's not the reason why. And you know what? You are from America, Mike Cisak, from what you've told me before. You were born here and all you know is America. I am from Panama, that same place you talk about, Central America. Let me tell you, if, if, the, if it wasn't, it's not socialism that moved folks from these countries up here. Ask about the Chicago boys. Read uh, that Naomi Klein's book, The Shock Doctrine. You may learn something from reading The Shock Doctrine. Likewise, America is good for America. And I'm an American. America is good to all of us in, in the aggregate as a, as a country as a whole. But when you see what we do overseas, you learn something else. When you see what was done in Chile, when you see what was done in Argentina, when you see what was done in Panama, even though a lot of Panamanians themselves didn't realize it, even though what you see in Ecuador, you'll get a different interpretation. So please, uh, when you're indoctrinated into a particular view, but you should consider doing other things. It's the same reason why so many productive people flee from blue states to red states. No, they flew, flee from blue states because they get educated in blue states. They get their wealth in blue states. Then they go to the states that are too goofy to tax them to make the people in that red state educated and live there for cheap. That's all. It's not that the red state offer anything. They get their fortunes elsewhere. And then they go to the red states because they can extend the value of the fortunes that they were able to get from the education that they've gotten in these educated places. And they can come and live in these red states for cheap because these red states say, you can do as you please. So please, don't get the wrong interpretation of reality. I need to get to my videos today. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, uh, uh, I tell you what, let's go ahead and start with Biden. Biden gives a, uh, a good description. Let, let's just play this. Biden, President Biden has a hell of a team. I tell you what, you know, the big narrative out there is that the reason people are not going back to work is that those lazy bums are staying on their couch because the federal government with their substitute in, 
unemployment insurance is giving them so much money. If they're making under $32,000, it's so much better for them to just stay at home. To which I'm saying if that is really the case, power to you guys who can sit on the couch until the right, until our businesses start to pay a living wage. Well, you know who said that as well? But in a very diplomatic manner, of course, President Biden. I don't know if people are able to read between the lines as he castigates business and empowers people by saying, I've got your back, without seeming to just simply uh, throw these guys. I want you to listen to this, and then let's take it on the other side. We're not going to turn our backs on our fellow Americans. 22 million people lost their jobs in this pandemic through no fault of their own. They lost their jobs to a virus and to a government that bungled its response to the crisis and failed to protect them. We still have 8 million fewer jobs than we did when the pandemic started. And for many of those folks, unemployment benefits are a lifeline. No one should be allowed to gain the system and will insist the law is followed. But let's not take our eye off the ball. Families who are just trying to put food on the table, keep a roof over their head. They aren't the problem. We need to stay focused on the real problems in front of us, beating this pandemic and creating jobs. Again, the law is clear. If you're receiving unemployment benefits and you're offered a suitable job, you can't refuse that job and just keep getting the unemployment benefits. We're also working to overcome all the barriers that may be making it harder for people to get back to work. Child care, getting vaccinated, getting schools open. We're making progress in all these things. And we need others to step up and play a role as well. For example, we need employers to step up in a couple of ways. First, we need them to get help to their people and get them vaccinated. Two weeks ago, I announced that we'll provide a tax credit to employers if they give workers paid time off to get a shot and recover from the side effects if there are any. Our economy can't achieve its full potential until we get more people vaccinated. Employers can help that. We also need to recognize that people will come back to work if they're paid a decent wage. The last Congress, before I became president, gave businesses over $1.4 trillion in COVID relief. Congress may have approved that money, but let's be clear, the money came from the American people, and it went from the American people to American businesses, many of them big businesses, to help them get through this pandemic and keep their doors open. I'm not questioning it. It was the right thing to do. But my expectation is that as our economy comes back, these companies will provide fair wages and safe work environments. And if they do, they'll find plenty of workers. And we're all going to come out of this together better than before. So we need to stay focused on creating jobs and beating this pandemic today and building back better for tomorrow. America, the American Rescue Plan is just that, a rescue plan. It's to get us out of the crisis and back on the track. But it's not nearly enough. That's why we Jobs plan, which is an eight-year investment, an eight-year investment strategy to make sure working people of this country get to share in the benefits of rising economy and to put us in a position to win the competition with China and the rest of the world for the 21st century. 
Like I said, folks, it is important for us to understand this, right? Congress doesn't want to pass the minimum wage. They don't want to increase prices for workers. But you know what? It's a possibility. These six months that are left or so with people getting unemployment insurance, which gives them a bit more leeway to find choices, is very important. I want you to listen to what the guy said that you just heard. He said, you know, it, it, some people at first would say, oh, look, he's castigating the worker that's sitting on the couch. Uh, but that's not what he did. He said, the law says that if you are offered a job that is similar to what you're getting or better, you need to take it. The problem is the minimum wage isn't 15 or $16 an hour. So it's an implicitly telling corporations when he says if you pay them a living wage and then you tell the people if you're offered a living wage you got to take it that's all we are asking for i think this guy has some good writers uh they understand the concept of how businesses like to play uh progressives and they're really hitting it where it hurts in such a manner that we if we decide to be effective if we decide to be effective progressives governing and giving the people what they want, we will be successful. Hey, folks, I, 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 Bridge MCP, you, you didn't remind me that I needed to do our ask. Anyhow, folks, I, on the screen, you can see our mug for the PDR Posse. If you want to go ahead and get our mug for the PDR Posse, please go ahead. And uh, it was designed by Bridge MCP, our PDR Posse leader. And uh, I tell you what, if you want to become a part of the PDR Posse, please, 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 por favor, click that join button. Help us keep this going. Help us get getting the real message out. Help us getting the people unindoctrinated. Because unless we remove the indoctrination that has afflicted us for decades, we will continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. Help me get that message out. Help us get the message out because this is a family a family of politics and right and by the way the page i'm still working on that page where we're going to have all 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 the things out there but please go ahead and join click that join button if you join right now i will go ahead and put your name up here on the screen in the little green box that it puts for me if you are on youtube if you are or rather if you are on facebook or any other platform or you cannot see it on youtube here is the link politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. That is how you can become a member and join our PDR Posse right now or later if you want, but I'd love for you to do it right now so I can show a little bleep on the screen and say, hey guys, new Politics Done Right, new PDR Posse members. Those are the great folks that have purchased the cup. A lot more has, but these are the ones that have sent me pictures. I would have loved more of you to send those pictures in so that I can post it here. But please click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. Alternatively, alternatively, you can support us via Patreon. Patreon is spelled uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So that's politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Of course, you can support us via PayPal as well. We love PayPal as well. You can go ahead and do that at politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Or you can go ahead and make get our T-shirts and our books and everything at our store. 
get rid of the middle person so that we can get more of that income from that the purchases that you make at our store, including our books, etc., etc., etc. Now at Amazon, I decided to since we we have several books that we're doing right now. I did so that book on the screen that you see, it's worth it as I see it, or the other one, um, How to Make America Utopia. You can get that all in one place at politicsandright.com slash books. That is the aggregator at Amazon, politicsandright.com slash books, where you can get all our books and, uh, you know, all the, all the books that we have. So please support us in some way, in some fashion, so that I can continue doing this stuff. Because I tell you what, people talk about, a lot of people throw their hands up in the air. You know, everybody throws their hands up in the air. Oh, we can't make a difference. I can tell you, we can make a difference. Uh, 2020 showed that we made a difference. And I want to tell a quick 2020 story. Donald Trump got, I think, 74 million people. Hillary, I think, got 66 million people when, she, when, uh, when, he, when he beat her in the Electoral College. Ironically, we thought that was probably Donald Trump's ceiling. He was able to find 8 million more, right? 66 plus 8 is 74 million. But we found another, what, 15 million or so? I want you guys to understand what happened there. The progressives went back, you know what, crazy. We went out there and we worked and we made all kinds of promises. We told folks that never voted. We told folks that were tired of voting. We told folks that thought nothing could change, that we could do it. And absent us doing, remember, Donald Trump only lost by 40,000 votes in three states. If he had won 40,000 votes in three states, with that seven or eight million dollar advantage that we had, he would have still been president. But we went out one by one. You went out one by one and did the job. All of us that are doing what I'm doing here, all of us that have these podcasts and vlogcasts and, and write these, these progressive books and, and write progressive articles at different websites and magazines, we all... We all disseminate the information that's needed to unindoctrinate people. We do it. That is what this is all about. It's not one person. It's not 10 person. It's not one podcast. It's not 10 podcasts. It's a lot of us out there doing a hell of a lot of stuff. That is why, if you notice, I don't ever, uh, or I try not to go against those folks Everybody that I see moving progress. That is why in as much as I'm not a conservative in the ilk of, uh, of uh, uh, Liz, Liz, uh, Liz or whatever her name is, you know, Liz who is getting uh, attacked by the people. Cheney, Liz Cheney. In as much as I'm not a Liz Cheney person, because what she's doing is a democratic thing, it's to save the country. Anybody that is doing good for America, that is what I'm for. Absolutely everybody that is doing good for America. I don't care who you are. That is who we support here. Folks, please click that join button and become a part. Before I play the other video, I want to read some of the stuff that you guys hear. I don't want to leave it hanging for too long. Vince Lamb says, Biden is making it surprisingly easy. Roberto says, most immigrants come to America not only for a better person, but also to help America to be a better country. Absolutely so. In fact, Immigrants have made America a better country. 
In fact, the originals in America are immigrants, not all the best, because again, uh, some of the immigrants came here and terrorized America. But other subsequent immigrants came in and they did well. They, they, made, they made for a better country. They humanized the country. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth. And you know, uh, too many people... I am not a fan of Liz Cheney either, but, I, but what Liz Cheney is supporting democracy right now. And I'm in Liz Cheney's corner, not for her policies, but because Liz Cheney is supporting democracy. So if I were in her district and had to make a calculated vote and I knew a, a, a progressive could not win, I will not only vote for Liz Cheney, I would campaign for Liz Cheney. We have to be very strategic in maintaining our democracy so that we can get our progressive values effected. We have to always play the smart game, always, in my humble opinion. All right, uh, let's see what else I've got here. Tommy Gecko, welcome aboard. I think you're great. I allow myself some hope knowing there are people like you out there. You don't put people down, but you put out there what you need. Oh, so you made my day. Thank you so kindly, Tommy. Thank you so kindly. Thank you. That touches my heart. Thank you so kindly. Uh, Vince said, the chapter that most surprised me, he's talking about the, the shock doctrine, was about South Africa. The ANC concentrated on politics and ignored economics, which led the supporters of the old regime to stay in charge and what mattered to them. And I, and, and I, I, I put that on to progressives as well, right? And it goes like this. Um, it, it goes... Uh, Rudnan, I, I want to tell you this, brother Rudnan. I'm, I, I got to say something about progressive sources. I want to tell you this about lesser of two evils. If one of the evils are going to put you into a system where you can't recover from, then you have to take the lesser of two evils. I repeat, if the evil, if the lesser of two evil is going to main a level of democracy you can actually effect change and the other one drops you over the cliff, then the only choice you have is the lesser of two evils. Uh, so please, I want you guys to, don't answer it now, Michael. Think about it and let's talk about it on another day where we, we have some more time. All right, let's go ahead and see what else we got here. Um, because, you know, I cherish everybody's point of view. I needed to make sure and say that. But as progressives, that is one of the issues. We, we, we cannot be so pure that at times we don't allow ourselves to make a calculated move. Anyhow, let's go ahead and play. I, I'm going to miss out on, on two videos, but I'll play the other one tomorrow. Uh, let's look at what this strategist had to say, which I think was important about patriots and uh, traitors. Let's go. Cornell Belcher hits the nail on the head. I mean, right now, everybody talks about a civil war in the Republican Party. It's time to stop talking about it. It's over. It's a lot deeper than that. I want you to listen to what he had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. As a pollster, is Lindsey Graham right? Do they need Trump in order to yeah. be competitive in 22? To that point, Chuck, I will give you the number 25, which is from the <coughs> April's NBC uh, 
polling. Uh, and that is 25 percent of, of Americans now ID themselves as Republican. They are not growing the Republican Party. In the Washington Post poll, I think it was 24 percent. So they're, no, they're not growing the, re- the Republican Party. And it's hard to understand how, as a party, if, you're, if, you're, if you are focused on things that, quite frankly, the majority of Americans don't believe, which is that the election was, that the election was somehow stolen, uh, you're, not, you know, you're not a party of, 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 big, of big ideals. But I also think there is a, a bigger thing afoot here and why, you know, my, my, you know, I don't dis- often disagree with President Biden, but President Biden said there's a mini revolution going on in the Republican, I mean, uh, it's a mini civil war going on in the Republican Party. Chuck, the civil war is over. Uh, and the conservatives have lost, and they've lost to they've lost to tribalists, and they've lost to tribalists who want to promote a big lie. So what? And, and, and so we got to break down what is the big lie because we talk about the big lie all the time. But what is fundamentally the big lie? Right. The big lie is promoting something that undermines democracy, that actually says that the 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 will of the American people is is sort of throughout the will of the, the the American people, and is fomenting sort of you know attacks on our government. Right now we're at sort of national our greatest national security threats are actually from this this fomenting of, of of these lies so there becomes something there's something bigger at at stake here than just just partisanship you know with all this talk about civil war i i think back you know ulysses s grant at the start of the civil war said there are but two parties now traitors right. and patriots i'm afraid chuck that we're we're increasingly coming back to that time i i i fear cornell uh that myself and that is exactly where we are uh patriots against traitors and the reality is, if one looks at not only the election, one looks at what's going through Congress, uh, the different legislatures controlled by Republicans, they are trying to ensure that they can win, not by a majority, but by making sure only the right people vote. All of these things are tied in together, that the Republican Party has been shrinking, that the Republican Party is down to 25% or less of the population, that the Republican Party is making sure it, it has policies that are race-baited. It tells you much of where they are going. And the math tells you that party cannot win unless it creates a quasi-apartheid system in voting, which is exactly what they're attempting to do right now. I think it needs to be called out. I, need it, I think it needs to be said more dramatically that these people are no longer... They no longer believe in democracy. Yes, they believe in autocracy, but it's deeper than just autocracy. We have to call it for what it is. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Run, that's the chart. Uh, that was released actually, I think, sometime last week in the news, talking about um, where, how, how deep, deep, deep the, the Republican Party has lost 13 points, Democrats four points, and all those have shifted into the, um, into the uh, independent domain. Uh, of course, a lot of those independents have, you know, they, they have a, a more inclination towards uh, part, a particular party. And if you take a poll as the values that people have, the values that people want, the things that people want, it turns out that there are a lot more the values that are being promoted by Democrats than the values being uh, cr- promoted otherwise. Uh, let's see, you said you have a more recent one. That's a good one. Let me go ahead and put that one up as well, Rudnin. Uh, this, this, I think, is... That actually shows the huge decline. Let's see what it shows there. I think it's 
uh, the independents are now uh, on that one. I think forty-four percent, right? Uh, yeah, in the forty-four percent, the Democrats and the delta between Democrats and the Republicans are still five points. The other one was six points. And okay, so so they they're they're pretty darn close in in in, in correlation. Anyhow, folks. So please, 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 I want you guys to remember this: we have power. We can remove the chains from our minds. Uh, I, I have, all of us have a, a bit of slavery in our heads, meaning chains in our minds. All of us do. All of us. But it is up to us. If we keep it after being informed, if we keep it, if we, if we remain voluntarily enslaved, it's on us. Um, it's on us. By the way, I want to throw, uh, throw a little wrench into uh, the people who believe the private sector is so perfect. Look at what has happened with the pipeline. The private sector does everything better. It seems like all our screw-ups recently have been the government, except for Donald Trump when he screwed up the, the, putting out the, um, the, 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 the drugs. But the investment that we've made in drugs paid off. The investment that we've made in all these things have paid off just fine. But these private sectors with their hoarding of money and not investing in security seems to affect us all. So now we're going to get an increase in gas prices, not because there is some scarcity or shortage, but because the private sector screwed up once again. Remember that. When you see those increased prices, remember why you're seeing those increased prices. The private sector screwed up one more time because they have snowed you. They have snowed all of us into saying that there's a virtue. Folks, one more time before I go real quickly, please consider becoming a member. Please go ahead and click that join button on YouTube. I would really love for you to do that to help us defray all our costs. Uh, please consider, if, you're, if you don't see that sign, go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N to become a patron of the program. You can also support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can visit us at our store uh, to support, get our T-shirts or books, everything, politicsandright.com slash store, or get all our books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Don't forget what you're doing. You're really making what we're doing possible. So to become a part of the PDR Posse, click on that join button or go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Look, I couldn't do this without you. Thank you so kindly for being here. I know you can be anywhere. The fact that you're spending some time with me, I am forever indebted to you. Not only that, I'm forever appreciative of you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.